Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I've nearly done 100 episodes of this podcast, and the producer still has to tell me not to hold the mic right up against my beak <laughs> and that's cuddle club thank you for listening to another episode that was too needy on my part but um i'm saying it in a casual way listen it's another episode of your second favorite podcast could be favorite let's be honest at this stage could be favorite also i'd like to retrieve a shout out i gave a shout out to someone has a little while ago and i'd like to take that back because she stopped listening to the podcast so someone else had to tell her about our shout out so that's retrieved now she's getting no more shout outs but you could tweet me and i might mention it okay Get in touch if you've got anything to say about the show, okay? Now, today I'm talking to Angela Dravid. She's a New Zealand comedian. My God, she's funny. I'm watching uh, season one of Taskmaster New Zealand, and she's in that, and she's very, very funny. Then I started watching her stand-up, and it's even better. Oh, God. Uh, Check her out, Angela Dravid. Uh, But check her out on this podcast first. Bit of a trigger warning on this one. Abusive relationships, child grooming, uh, prison. Uh, It's... It's an interesting one. It's a spicy one. I had a lovely time and I think we delve deep and I think it's all the better for it. And I hope you enjoy this lovely episode of Cuddle Club with Angela Dravid. Oh, hello, Angela from New Zealand. Hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm good. Looks like we're both in bed as well. Yeah, we... <laughs> We want to get the vibe right. Uh, sleepy talk time, but with a hint of romance. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because the funny thing is about the world is it's nighttime there. And get this, it's morning over here. Yeah, we're on opposite sides of the sun. You can't get your head around it sometimes, can you? When I was running away to the UK, I was in Australia mm. and I thought it was so hot. So I packed Hawaiian shirts and shorts and got there and it was winter and I didn't understand it. <laughs> But yeah, how old were you when you ran away into the arms of a paedophile? Oh, I was, uh, <laughs> I was 17. No, I mean, it's not actually funny that. So let's focus on the positives. You're with mm-hmm. us and you, you had to do a stretch of time, which doesn't seem fair to lock a kid away. I don't think they can lock kids away now. Uh, no, they just get to sent to their room now, I think. Yeah, they just get set, set, sent on a naughty step. But like, at 19, you'd lived a whole life. Yeah, I was married and... Like, I was on remand in HMP Bronzefield. 
if you've got to be on remand it's a lovely place to do it it is <laughs> it was one of the the, the, the newly newly like privatized place so it was um oh that's gorgeous yeah <laughs> what um do you want to give a quick summary of what happened and then we can all move on because i know you t- i don't want you to have to um well you're over the trauma i think aren't you i think so yeah i, I met a man on the internet when i was 16 in a chat room and um i wasn't happy at home i didn't realize it until many years later but my mum was undiagnosed with mental illness so i ran away to the uk and uh was really isolated i attacked my ex-husband who was um 30 years older than me Blimey. and then was on remand in prison for two months and then came out into a bail hostel for three years before being removed back to New Zealand. Blimey. Yeah. So much to go through. It is weird to come into comedy after that, but I I had such a nice time with the people I met in prison and in the bail hostel that um, I came out feeling good about things, yeah. Wow. Why why were they nice? Well, because I was 19 when I was on remand and I think everyone around me wanted to help me i think they all saw it was really unusual for this girl to uh, be stranded yeah it's so unfair a lot of them were really great people and like told me you know this this man doesn't sound right i think you need to focus on yourself like all the things that you need wow. from your mom and your sister like they were all kind of yes. there for me that is nice looking at the positives and yeah and also it's just so good to have a story straight off the bat for stand-up <laughs> you know people are talking about what they have for dinner you're straight in with i've done some time i smashed a man in the face he was a bad man you know these are the details people want to know you know yeah you're straight up with a good story oh i mean it also had its toll on me as well i think it's taken like 12 or 13 years to have a relationship like it's taken a lot of time to process and yeah i'm not surprised it probably um Probably quite a lot of trust issues, I would imagine. Yeah. Before that. Are you in one now? I am in one now, yeah. He's very sweet and he, he treats me really nicely. And he's the same age as me. Oh, perfect. So. <laughs> that is very nice. And what about, does he shove his toe in your gob or not? Uh, no. no. <laughs> All that stuff's gone. To someone that hasn't seen that bit of stand-up, that would seem like a weird question for me. But before the podcast started, I was telling you that last night I watched your stand-up with... uh, My mum and stepdad were in the room, and I started watching it. It's so funny, from the opening line, and they just, like, I played it, and from the opening line, they were just, like, transfixed. And, (laughs) yeah, so good to know that your comedy transcends age. That's great. Yeah, but we were just saying that if it was me saying that stuff, I think they'd be, like... People don't want their daughters to be rude, but they like other people's daughters being rude. Yeah, it's because um, my mum's like very devout Christian and uh, she's not the biggest fan of when I talk about sex. She's gotten better with it now, but yeah, she'll say to me, Baba, do you have to really talk about that? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah. <laughs> I would had long discussions with my mum about that because there's a lot of shame, isn't there, in, in Christianity. She's also yes. Christian. But I would sort of say, look, by brushing it under the carpet it's more dangerous for society and actually I'm reclaiming sexuality for women and it's part of a bigger social political commentary like so I would talk about having a big labia like one that hangs down and like to the outside eye it's just that you're being puerile but actually I talk about labia plasticities and I can never say that word ironic and um 
you know, just about how like in porn it's, it's all the little ones. On the lips. Yes, it, <laughs> it really it hangs about the lips in the wrong way. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I explained it all to the dumb bitch, and then she came round. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That was like when I was trying to convince my mum that um, I think prisoners should get the vote, and she's like, "No way." And I was like, "Mum, I think." There are lots of people committing crimes who haven't been caught, and they'll st- still get to vote. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Shouldn't matter. Yeah. And uh, she came round to it. There, there, there's got to be some line somewhere, but I do think that if you're going to be rehabilitated, you should be allowed to vote and become a good citizen and yeah. get involved. You're still part of society. Like we all make mistakes, and and actually, there's a lot of injustice as well in the criminal system. Case in point, you being behind bars in the slammer. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I was on remand. Uh, I was in prison because I didn't have anyone else I could stay with. Like, I was there by myself. If I had a friend or anyone in the UK, I would have just been bailed to that address. Yeah, but then the the men that are controlling, they isolate you on purpose, so... Yeah, I think around that time as well, young women with older men were seen as... They were more predators than the older men, you know, it was like... Really? The gold, yeah, like it was the gold diggers, it was the girl who was after his money. 16, 17-year-old, like, my God, like, you can't... I am... I slept with a... When I was... 17 I think I was I, I might have been 16 but I think I was 17 I slept with a 42 year old and um, his daughter came in the room where we were banging and um, his daughter went to my school oh my god <laughs> I know awful awful can you imagine <laughs> oh well now she's asking okay quick fire round mm-hmm. you've been through a lot so I think you could do this great <laughs> Uh, Craig David or Angela Dravid? Oh, um, Angela Dravid. Would you lick someone's ashes for £500? Definitely. <laughs> Lovely. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're just thinking about it, yeah? Just thinking it through. Well, no, I'm just like, it's the same as activated charcoal, but it's like deactivated charcoal. It's... Yeah, it's good for you, probably. Mm. Would it depend on who the person was? I mean, no. Good. Okay. That's very good. One size fits all approach. You know, no biases. I love it. I'm not saying that I want to lick someone's ashes. I'm no. saying that if someone... It's like fear factor. If someone said, lick an eyeball ashes, I'd be like... Well, I, eyeball was, was what I was going to ask as well, actually. So it's funny you uh, said that. But I think I've already asked someone else about an eyeball. Have you ever licked someone's eyeball? I asked that to someone. And they oh. said no. And I have licked an eyeball. I hold my hand up. I once slept on a cushion weird and the edge of the cushion pushed into my eye as I fell asleep. I woke up, my eyeball was dented. And it turns <sighs> out the eyeball was filled with a bit of gas. So I had to wait for a couple of hours for my eyeball to fill up again. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. Are you a scientist? No. <laughs> you could be. My dad is. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a groundwater scientist. I knew there was something science in you. I just knew it. <laughs> I think you're 40% science. And 60% water. <laughs> Who's that guy that, that said, I don't want any club that wants to have me? Oscar Wilde? Yeah, he's not saying that about a cuddle club. <laughs> OK, touch quiz. What am I thinking about touching now? You've got five questions. And I'm thinking of it right now, but I might give you a clue. Is it wet? Not unless it's been in the water. Not generally. The nose might be wet if it's healthy. Oh, okay. What does it smell like? Uh, sort of like, not ideal, I suppose. It's got, some people would like the smell of it. I wouldn't like the smell of it. You don't want to come in the house and it smells of this. Okay. Is it man-made? 
No. I think God made them. Is it legal? Yeah, I'd say they're legal. I would say you might need a license to breed them. You might not. That's a big clue. Come on. That's a big clue. Oh, is it weed? It's a sausage dog, Angela. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Who breeds weed? I don't know. When you said you wouldn't want your house to smell like it. Yeah, you thought weed. Actually, you said it was legal. Oh, this is the legal thing as well. Like, medicinal marijuana is legal. Well, yeah, but I said it had a wet nose. Ah. Yeah. Do you remember when I said it had a wet nose? If it's healthy. Oh, I see. No, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. No. So in the end, sausage dog. It just, it, it can get you this game, you know? You go in confident knowing that you're 40% scientist. You know, you come out thinking, do I know anything, you know? Oh, yeah, go and tell us this one. Yeah. Do you get on with your family now? Yes, half of it. What half? Oh, the mum's half. Oh, not on your dad's side, but do you get on with your dad or not? No. Oh, it's always like that, a bit always like that, isn't it, with the dads? Yeah, the dad's like a less, for- I don't know. It's weird. Mum's very forgiving. Dad's not so forgiving. Oh, so he doesn't talk to you because of the past? Yeah. That's so sad. It was, but, I mean, sad is only if you keep hoping for change and it never happens, I think. Yeah. It's so sad for him is what it's sad for, to not be able to move on. Yeah, it's also a cultural thing, probably, because I'm half Indian and I sort of feel like maybe Asians uh, take shame way further than it ever needed to be. So it's like when I make a mistake, it's not me making a mistake. It's me shaming the whole family as if um, my actions now affect the whole lineage of Dravids around the world. But it really doesn't. And are your mum and dad still together or no? No, they're divorced. Uh, But they've been separated for years, like since I was maybe six. Yeah, you've got to feel for them because then they're missing out because they can't get over this like sort of ancestral kind of pressure or whatever they perceive as well it's kind of strange mum when mum came to see my stand-up show I think she realized that her perceptions of me are not what other people's perceptions of me are and it made her accept me because other people were accepting me and sometimes I think parents need to see that that the way other people perceive your kids is a better indication of who your kids are than how you perceive them. That's so profound. Because you're way wow. more harsher on your kids than strangers are. Strangers yeah, just see yeah. your kids as, well, yeah. depends on the stranger. My ex-husband saw a kid and thought wife. Yeah. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Everyone's different. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. different. But, yeah, that's so true. I wish people didn't have this pressure that they felt their kids were... I wish everyone could just be free and they didn't have to think their kids are a direct representation of them and not their own person Mm. my friend just cut off her mum because she was a narcissist and deeply like disturbing and just never ever had her back her daughter's back so my friend just cut her out of the life and she was always what is what you said she was always hoping that her mum might change she was always hoping that she might be able to see the picture like a sort of loving mum but she never ever could and and she had no interest in changing so when she cut her out her life got infinitely better so it's not like we can't change people and acceptance is also quite powerful isn't it I suppose yeah I think that's kind of what I've been thinking about with my own story because I came back to New Zealand and I like it's taken a long time to repair my relationship with my mum but now it's repaired I've gained something that is really 
precious. I've got the mum who I needed when I was 16. But I also don't want the moral of the story to be keep people in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you should have the strength to cut people who are not good for you. you yeah. And you're, you're totally allowed to cut people, like your parents, if they're harmful to yourself, if they're harmful yeah. to you. You shouldn't feel obligated to help someone um, if it comes to the cost, at the cost of yeah. yourself. No, but there is a freedom in accepting that they're not going to be any other way. Thank God you didn't have a kid with that guy, though, that you were married to. Can you imagine? Well, it's so weird. I wanted kids with him, but he didn't want to be a dad. Had his hands full with you, didn't he? <laughs> Taking you to the park. <laughs> we went to we went to the pier, that pier with the carnival, and I felt like everyone stared at us when I held his hand, and I couldn't understand why. Wow. And then I was taking it all personally, like everyone's looking at me like I'm a horrible person and they probably were because I, I looked much younger than him. I think they were probably looking at you feeling a bit of worry and looking at him thinking what the hell is going on here? I still think that we were looking at young women worse than we were looking at older men. Really? I think we can go on record and say it's not always the women being little sluts is it? Not always. No it's different. It, <laughs> I... <laughs> no I'm joking I'm joking. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Do you want to be in a bubble with me, a cuddle bubble? Have you ever had a best, worst, or weirdest cuddle? Oh, okay, so best cuddle. Okay, I did ask his permission before I, I uh, tell the story, so he said okay. Um, was probably with David Correos. Go on. <laughs> because this was, um, we had this weird chemistry. We've been doing comedy together for a while, and we had this kind of chemistry. And a lot of people were doing this thing where you see two fat brown people, and they, they try to smush them together into a relationship. So me and David were that for a while, yeah. and it got annoying, and we faked a relationship. Um, <gasps> and <laughs> You faked a relationship for a joke? We faked a relationship for a joke. So good. We used to hang out a lot, and David stayed over and uh 
we slept in the same bed and we cuddled. Like, it's weird. We spooned and, like, we chatted and we were, like, kids at a sleepover. Yeah. And that's how we knew that we weren't romantic. Was, oh, okay. It felt really platonic and safe and we both really genuinely loved each other as friends. And that was probably the best cuddle. Oh, because it's so pure. Yeah. It yeah, felt no. really like there was like nothing tarnished in it. It was just like I was happy for him. He was happy for me. Yeah. Worst cuddle? Oh, God. Um, Probably when I begged my ex-husband not to divorce me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I cuddled God. him. I, I asked him to hug me and it was like in Reading. Um, and I think oh, there was God. like some guy dealing crack around the corner from us. Oh, and I was like, no. please just hug me. And, and kiss me, like, let's see if we still have chemistry. And um, he said that the door was closed. He thinks that the relationship, like, the door is closed in our relationship. But <sighs> I didn't quite understand the metaphor. So I was like, is the door locked? And he said, no, it's not locked. And I was like, so there's a gust of wind, it could open. He's like, it's unlikely that there'll be any gust of wind. <laughs> But the door is closed. Oh, God. It's horrible. Every element of that, that is probably the worst cuddle we've ever had on. <laughs> a child with Stockholm Syndrome begging. For... Oh, God. Just a lost little kid. Very sad. Yeah. But look at you now. Look at you now. Taskmaster winner. Yeah. Weirdest cuddle. It, I think it could be covered in the last one, though. That yeah, one. I think it could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's not going to be a weird one than that, hopefully. Maybe weirdest cuddle was being in a on a blow-up mattress yeah. next to my flatmate who was having sex with another flatmate and no. cuddling to just stay on the blow-up mattress. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow, a lot going on. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're sort of clutching like a lifeboat and they're sort of doing it on the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's student living, right? And that was not the worst Christmas. Did you? <laughs> Cuddle club. Cuddle club. Cuddle club. I think that's enough. This is the last question and we go big on the last one. Mm -hmm. What do you think um, life's all about? Making mistakes and learning from them. Well, you are absolutely smashing life. Oh, <laughs> <That's why. laughs> yeah. Actually, I forgot to ask if you are quite affectionate, cuddly guy. I think so. I think I'm quite affectionate. I think, um, and I think that might have been the reason why I was so liked in prison as well. Like, I wanted to help people, and I used to draw, Aww. like, designs on people's letters that they sent to their co-defendants in other prisons. I used to tweeze people's eyebrows and Aww. roll cigarettes. Oh, I bet yeah. you were such a warm presence in the prison. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I taught some. I taught a girl her like times table, and she just was so happy, and um, it made me feel like I was useful. I think yeah. I enjoyed prison because after being in this house with my ex-husband and not having any status in the UK, I couldn't really work or do anything. Had no access to money. But in prison, I had a use. Like, yeah. I could be useful to other people. That's so nice. We all just need a purpose, really, don't we? Isn't that... I love that she learnt her times table and she was really happy because you, like, empowered her to have a thing, you know? She just didn't think she could do maths. And I was like, oh, if you don't understand the maths, like, 
there's patterns. You can recognize patterns. And like told her the nine times table, like 11 and 10s, like she didn't have to calculate it. She could see a pattern emerging. And she just got excited that she didn't have to mentally calculate things to understand maths. Would you ever go back into prisons and um, like talk to them or like, like teach stuff or try and, I don't know, what can we do as comedians? Pretty useless now. I've, I've actually contacted the women's prison um, and asked if there's anything I can do to help. I guess I don't want to teach women in prison anything. No. I just want them yeah. to know that they can do whatever they do, want. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if it involves, like, if someone wants me to go through their writing and read some, some of their paragraphs or something, I'd be happy to yeah. do that. I think um, if there's anyone here that's listening to this podcast that has come out of prison, my one tip would be um, you don't have to disclose that you have a criminal conviction until you get to the interview. You don't have to tick the box. That was the uh, tactic I was taught in the UK was don't tick the box. And then if they ask for clarification or if they ask you for it, you can say that I'd like to talk about it in person. Yeah, nice. But there shouldn't. it's back to that shame thing as well. There's so much shame in society and that's what kills us because we yeah. should, like, if you've done a stretch of time, I think it makes you an interesting person. You've got a story, you've learned a lot about yourself, you've had a lot of time for reflection. There's so much time for reflection in prison. Like, yeah. you're by yourself in a cell thinking about things. You're around all these people who are also going through things. Like, it teaches you empathy and lis- listening skills. I sort of feel like the conviction to me shows that someone's taken responsibility. Yeah. I don't know. I spent more time on bail than I did in prison, though. I feel like... Right. I, Part-timer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was only two months in prison. Get back, get back in. Try, <laughs> try and deepen your personality a bit. It must be quite interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I've only been in prison for a night. That wasn't really a... Uh, uh, they didn't give me a blanket. I was very cold because oh, I've been gobby the night before. So they were like, yeah. she's not getting a blanket. And it's in a little vest top. And I was like, fair enough, actually. Nicely played by them because they got me back. Was this a um, jail cell in the police? Yeah, or... it wasn't like proper. It was just That's like... worse. That is worse in prison. Because <laughs> they don't even turn the lights off. Yeah, I, I've romanticised prison now. I'm coming out with a sort of thinking... thinking yeah, it'd be nice to do a stretch, actually, deep in my personality. But that's, yeah. probably, that's probably not ideal either. From cradle to podcast, maybe the true listening is with our hearts. Do you want your cuddle type? Because I put it into the cuddle calculator. Yes. Yeah, yes, I'm keen. Yeah, I bet you do. Okay. Electric wire. You're wired up for something and it's cuddling. Aww. That's nice. I think that's a nice one. From prison and electricity makes me think of the electric chair. Oh, shit. It's not supposed to. We'll put some other chat in between so it doesn't. <laughs> oh, no. No, it's more like uh, electricity and sort of um, crackling with... Yeah. Uh, you know, good stuff. You need electric. Yeah. You need electricity to power life. If I had my time again, it would be something a bit more zen, but it's not. I don't think I'm a zen person. I think um, my delivery might sound zen, but a lot of wearing upstairs, so... In, inside you're an electric wire, and that's the true you, and it looks like I've tapped into the true you. Yes, I think you have. <laughs> um, what a fascinating chat. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. 
So that was Angela Javid. What a lovely chat. Very interesting. Um, if you want to follow her on Twitter, she's at Angela2Ls Javid, DR. A-V-I-D. Very interesting. And hopefully she'll be coming to the UK with a project soon so we can see her there. And I will see you, um, well, I'll see you in Edinburgh if you're coming to Edinburgh. I'm doing my show for the whole month with Plosif, who produces this podcast. It's a family. It's a family. Um, and you're welcome if you buy a ticket. Okay. Uh, I think my tour's finished by the time you're listening to that, to this. Um, so, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is cuddle yourself close, look after yourself, and I'll see you or hear you or peep at you next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.